All right, Ulysses, we have a lot of fan reaction, and that's why we'll have back-to-back mailbags. Wednesday mailbag and Thursday mailbag this week, and then on Friday uh, we'll be talking to Evan Klosky. I'm excited for these. We have a voice memo, which is pretty exciting, so let's get started. You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the hosts of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And as many of you have already done and continue to do, Locked on Rays at gmail.com is another outlet to hit us up. So without further ado, let's get into the mailbag questions. We'll tackle three on today's episode and three on tomorrow's episode. Um, And as we uh, always say, we put priority on the voice memos. So we have one voice memo that we'll get to uh, leading off a uh, little Yandy Diaz style, if you will. Exactly. Mia France bat- batting lead off here, and, and let's see what she has to say. Hey, guys, it's Mia. I couldn't resist sending in one question here at the end of the season. Um. Even though right to the end, I believe that we were going to have a hero, probably Taylor Walls or Jose Siri, or maybe someone unlikely stepping up and hitting that final home run. Um, There was also something about the end of the season that felt kind of inevitable. I feel like all season we were talking about the one thing we were missing or one of the things we were missing was a big hitter. Do you guys think that the seeds for this postseason were planted from the beginning of the season on, um, from our lack of acquiring anyone at the trade deadline? Um, Or do you think it was just that we had a lot of great bats that just were were silent in those last two games? Um, Thanks for all you do. Lockdown Rays is one of the best parts of my week all the time. That's that's so nice. Thank you so much for for saying that, Mia. That's that's really cool. me and Kevin, you know, I think I speak for you, Kevin, too, but you can also give your two cents. We enjoy doing this, and it's really cool when we hear that people enjoy what we do. Yeah, it makes it uh, even more worth it to do what we do when we hear comments like that, so we appreciate it. So don't uh, stop buttering us up, if you will. Um, but great question there, uh, Ulysses. What's your take on that? Well, I, I think seeds have been planted. I like that imagery. Seeds have been planted for a big bat in this offseason, they have to. In fact, um, Eric Neander and Kevin Cash did like a, a postmortem conference um, to maybe a scrum of two and a half people uh, or two and a half reporters, Mark Topkin included. Yeah, I and- think they did that. By the way, I think they did that press conference on the opening night of Lightning Hockey. Um, so probably not the uh, smartest move in the world from that standpoint, but uh, or the smartest, or the smartest. Hey, it, you don't it's baseball, have- as I heard from a buddy today. Baseball hates baseball. They don't market themselves. So no, there we they go. Don't. They didn't want any tough questions, maybe, and so they're like, "Hmm, what can we do? Oh, we can hockey starting today. Maybe that's exactly when we yeah. have it. Anyway, regardless, in a hockey town like Tampa, 
in a back-to-back-to-back Stanley Cups final type of team. Anyway, regardless, um, seats have been planted, and Eric Neander did say that they know that they have to do something. The problem with the quote, Mia, that I read from Neander is that it, it seemed to be, we're not that far off. We're not that far off. Like we, we're not going to overhaul a, the whole roster, which again, I agree with. The roster is, is pretty good. The, the, the 20, if you, if you look at the, at least the 26, you're pretty close to having it. But I don't know if his quote was, we're going to get a Michael Brantley. We're going to get a Jose Abreu. We're going to try for a Jock Peterson. Um, I, I, it didn't read like that, and that's 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 what worries me. The second part of your questions, you said, did we just have great bats that went silent? I think we had good bats that yeah. went silent. I don't think there's any bat in that lineup except for maybe Wander's skill level, but not the season that he had uh, as great. Uh, I think we have plenty of good players. And, and some have, have had very good seasons. But I don't think any of those guys are great or had great seasons. Uh, do you think the Rays would have won this series if Brandon Lau was healthy and in the lineup? I, I think, uh, I think it, it would have deepened the lineup. I think uh, maybe Frank, Francona has to think twice about leaving Shane Beaver, uh, Beaver uh, and, and, and McKenzie out. Uh, I think it makes matchups a little bit more difficult when you know that there's a guy that has 39 home runs. Um, it also makes it a little bit uh, more difficult for Taylor Walls to find himself having four at-bats a game, four to five at-bats right. a game. So, yeah, I think it would have been a game-changer. I don't th- I don't know if he himself would have been the game-changer, but he, he would have made it at least way more interesting than it, than it was offensively. And uh, follow up to that, or in addition, uh, were you disappointed? Oh, let me put it like this. Did you expect David Peralta to play 47 regular season games with the Rays and not hit a single home run? No, no. I, I mean, I didn't expect him to hit 12 like he had with the Diamondbacks, obviously. But yeah. I expected, I don't know. Four bombs, maybe five bombs if he felt a little frisky, but zero. That was that was probably as unlikely to me if uh, if somebody had said that when we acquired David Peralta. Yeah. That was as unlikely as them telling me he's going to hit ten bombs. I'm like, come on! It's, it was the same kind of unlikeliness: ten home runs and zero home runs. Yeah, and and unfortunately for the race, it went on the on the on their spectrum. But I still don't think. Even even then, yeah, no home runs from David Peralta. And it was frustrating to see that, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's not what did them in. Like, the regular season, I mean, they were they, they, they were going to to get there no matter what. And it was it was an awful last 10 games, but they they made it. It was it, just the bats just went completely silent. Yeah. And, we, and we've talked about not only the great pitching performance by Cleveland, but the adjustments that were not made throughout this, the series and also the lack of timing that all of those hitters had because in the last 10 games, 10 to 15 games, 
yeah. apparently, you know, you, you had to have everybody not have competitive at bats. Right. And it's great to have the whole uh, tank for Tito mantra and, hey, we're in the playoffs. We don't really need to play for anything else. We can rest the starters and so forth. But there's got to be something. There's got to be something mentally in your headspace when you end the season on a five-game losing streak and you end the season in such a bad position that they did. Like, at least you want to roll into the playoffs with some sort of semblance of momentum, something to get you going, some sort of excitement where you're losing out. It's like you almost have to relearn how to win again. Well, and you get swept by the Boston Red Sox who – yeah, the Red Sox, you know, oh, it's a, it's a franchise. I get it, but they were miserable this season. They were the last in the division, and you got swept by them. And mm-hmm. I understand if people are like, well, they didn't play the regulars. Why didn't you? Well, because they had to be healthy. Did it help? I, I get, I've get. i never heard of, of a, a baseball player like, I need 15 days without any, any, any actual routine in baseball, and then I'll be yeah. fine. That yeah. doesn't exist. I mean, I, 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 for example, in, in, in soccer, like you need to be tip top shape because you're right. running. You need to be a hundred percent. You, if you're 80%, maybe you can give us a, a little halftime action. You, you, you pick your spots, maybe 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is the case. Basketball, football, you tell me, but in, yeah. in baseball, like to not have competitive at bats before you're going to see one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball, that just seems moronic in hindsight yeah no i and i think it doesn't just go for baseball i think for almost all sports that you need to have those reps and you need to have that that live action that you can translate to whatever you're trying to do um you know and and even for basketball like that physical fitness end of things and just the the game speed and all that goes with it it's it's real important and i think that's something that was uh, maybe overlooked to some extent. Um, we've got more questions to get to a great question there. Of course, we always love the voice memos. Uh, let's tell you about Roan. Uh, they make t-shirts and one of their t-shirts is called the commuter shirt that you can get through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. So head over to Roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash locked on. Again, that's rhone.com slash locked on and use code locked on. It is time to find your corner office comfort with Rome. All right, uh, let's head over to Scotland for this next question. Uh, from John McNeil, of course, uh, our buddy from Scotland. He says, uh, hi, guys, Scotland calling. All well. Uh, my bubbling enthusiasm for the playoffs was misplaced, but only by the very slenderest of margins. Ain't that the truth? Uh, my faith was all placed on the pitching, and, boy, they did not let any of us down. We should be so proud of these performances. Absolutely outstanding. My question is regarding the 2023 rotation. Is our potential 2023 rotation the best we will ever have had? And will it be the best in the American League? I say yes on both counts. What say you guys? Glass now, McClanahan, Boz, Springs, Kluber, 
If these guys stay healthy, wow, just wow. I can't wait for April. Well, again, always a pleasure to, to hear from you, John. Um, I do have to edit you. Yes. Uh, no Shane Boss, unfortunately, John. Remember, Tommy John's uh, surgery. So we will not see any Shane Boss action in 2023. So you've got the top four, though. That's that's. Yeah, well, really we, we might not see uh, Corey Kluber either if he doesn't return. Right, but but you've got the top four horsemen. You've got McClanahan, you've got Glass now, you've got Rasmussen, and you've got Jeffrey Springs. I feel pretty good about those four. Now, yeah. the fifth spot, that is going to be where the depth is going to be because you've got Luis Patino, you've got uh, Johnny Chirinos, you've got Yarbrough if he's not traded, you've got Josh Fleming, uh, you've got maybe a possible August-September call-up for Tash Bradley. You have a possibility of maybe, just maybe, getting a starting pitcher. Someone like, I don't know, I had him right here, man. Wade Miley, you've got Ross Striplin, Zach Greinke, Noah Syndergaard. They're all free agents. Noah Syndergaard would be really interesting to me. I mean, he's yeah. got the stuff. I mean, if he just puts him in the race pitching lab, like he actually might be what we all thought Thor was going to be. So... Okay, that, that might just be my my pick just for this question. Noah Syndergaard, go get Noah Syndergaard. But yeah, that fifth spot, man, it's 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 going to be really fun to to see those top four. But what are they going to do with that top with, with that fifth spot? And again, we say this every year. I, I hate the tweets where people go, "Look at this rotation, boom, 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 boom. It's the right. best ever." And it's like that rotation might have five go arounds of all being healthy. Some of these guys are going to get injured. It's it's baseball. I mean, have you have you seen like the season guys? Like it's somebody's gonna get injured. So it's the depth. Who the names you need you need good options. I think they have good options, but I would like that to increase. And I think Kevin, you would as well. Yeah, I mean, uh sure, the we can name the top four, top five guys, but you better be able to count on eight, ten. 12 names in any given year. Uh, now, do you think that would be, so say it is for 2023, McClanahan, now, Resmussen, Springs, and X marks the spot. Would that be the best four slash five rotation that the Rays have ever had? No, it would not be. Okay. It would, it would most certainly not be. I, I think that that rotation of the best rotation has a, a year, and that's 2012. Um, that rotation was incredible. And if you were not a Rays fan uh, then and you're listening to this, uh, go look at the numbers uh, for that 2012 yeah. season. It was, it was unlike any other. I'll, I'll give you the names right now from the top. What do you got? You had David Price. I think that was his uh, Cy Young season. You had James Shields. You had Alex Cobb. You had uh, a little bit of Chris Archer. You had Jeremy Hellickson. I believe you also had some Matt Moore. It was it was it was just yum, 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 yum. it yeah. was it was just yummy full to 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 watch that that rotation do work. The unfortunate thing is they got to ninety wins and were not able to get into the playoffs. So that's the team that could have been. That never was. I'll, I'll give that the best rotation ever, 2012. Um, you mentioned uh, Noah Syndergaard. So that would be sort of your replacement for Corey Kluber, or do you think they do a combination of, I don't know what Syndergaard would command at that point, but you know, throw 
pockets of money at, at multiple veteran starting pitchers. I mean, I think I think he's not likely at all to become a Ray, but I think okay. that would be an interesting option if the Rays were to have just money lying around. I mean, what yeah. he got paid twenty two mil uh, for this season, so he's around twenty per season. No, the Rays are not going to spend twenty mil on a starter when they basically can just get Jeffrey Springs to turn from a reliever to a starter with a two five ERA. Like, right? They're not going to do that. Um, but I mean, you you need you need depth though, and I think the Rays have been doing the whole let's get a veteran at the end of the rotation because we have so many young guys. You right. Saw it with Morton, you saw it with Kluber. So if they're going to the same, you saw it with Rich Hill, Michael Walker, which by the right. way they're both uh, free agents. So if you look at the list of free, Walker agents, had a hell of a year too. <laughs> yeah, he did. He had the year that we all thought that the Rays were going to uh, to get. Carlos Carrasco is is um, going to be um, a free agent. You've got Andrew Heaney, who, by the way, unlocked it with the Dodgers this season. He's a lefty, maybe. Um, I don't. I think there are options there. There are there are interesting options. Um, and again, I think that the Rays are an organization that um, maybe a, a veteran pitcher that's trying to reestablish his value or just wants to find a environment to more or less close out their career that uh, they can feel welcome and feel like they, they can perform at a high level. Tampa Bay would be that place to go, not only for um, the clubhouse aspect, but in terms of what the coaching staff and the analytics team can provide to them. And the fact that let's, yeah, it, it sucks that the Rays got wiped out in this uh, wild card round, but they've been one of the most competitive teams in baseball, one of the most competitive teams in all sports over the last five, 10, 15, 20 years. So um, I think that combination really makes it attractive for another, you know, free agent veteran pitcher. And who knows, maybe it is Corey Kluber that they opt to go back and bring back. I mean, I don't think they did him any disservice by loading up the incentives based on the number of starts that were made. So maybe that is an option going forward too. So um, no, I wouldn't, but it would surprise me if you don't if you don't agree with 15 mil for Charlie Morton, it would surprise me yeah. because he's definitely not taking eight plus incentives. He's probably going to be taking like 13 as, as a base now. Um, it would surprise maybe me. a multi-year deal. He might not sniff at anything less than a multi-year deal because he's been yeah. playing the, the single year deal a couple times around now. And he probably wants a little bit more. He, he proved himself this year with the 160 plus innings, making basically every available start. Um, I mean, didn't he it, make the it, most starts a, for, for the race yeah. anyway? Yeah. I mean, he was, he, he was nails. Um, you know, you said all of that and which name popped out Zach Greinke. Yeah. Greinke. I mean, 38 years old. I don't think he wants to be in a clubhouse where they win 55 games. Right. He's made his money too. So it's not like he's doing it because he needs to pay for the kids college tuition. Like he's fine. Right. He's fine. I don't know. That would be interesting. I, I would like I would like to see Zach in a in a raise uniform just to that would be interesting for me. I would like He is to. from the Orlando area. The one maybe hold up and I think he can still perform uh at an adequate level. I just think that Zach Granke is an interesting character and mm-hmm. um I would think that the raise from there, you know their statuesque veteran types, Waka, Hill, Kluber, Morton, you know, they want sort of uh, a Yoda, Nostradamus. And I don't know if 
maybe Zach Granke has turned a corner and he will be that guy, but I know he's been very reserved in the past. And maybe that's just being more reserved towards the media, but I don't know if he would take on that uh, mentor mentee type role that the Rays would be looking for um, with the young pitchers. But I, I, who knows, maybe he's completely different in the clubhouse compared to the uh, outward uh, presence that we know Zach Ranky has. So there's there's been a couple of uh, athletic articles on Zach Ranky and um and yeah he's he's an odd guy and yeah and, but but also BA was um a next teammate of his and he said that the one thing you could count on Zach is for him to be completely honest like he just he won't like yeah. he'll be like hey that looks bad. That that why are you throwing a curveball there? You, right, you shouldn't throw a curveball anymore. Like I think that would be such a different contrast. Like Klubot, you know, they called Klubot because he was like, oh, so stoic and all that. Yeah. Charlie Morton, also serene. Like I think Zach also fits the mold just in a slightly different way. I would be interested. I would be yeah. interested to, to see that for sure. No, possibly for sure. Um, all right, uh, this last question we'll get to on today's episode from Charles McGregor. Uh, well, says, Kevin, yeah. Before we get to uh, to Charles, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm jumping the, the ship here. I I needed my built bar fill. That's what I needed. Yeah, yeah, you've got to. You know what? And let me introduce you, Kevin, and everybody listening and watching because you're subscribing on YouTube. Let me introduce you to our new favorite, which is cookie dough chunk puffs, which have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, you know it. Say it from the back. They're covered in 100 percent real chocolate of course they are cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have only only 15 grams of protein uh only that's amazing people that is amazing so you've got to go to built.com right now and get a box for you and your family again you're gonna go to built.com but before you hit that purchase button do not forget we have a promo code for you and it's locked on 15 and you get 15% off your order. So today go to built.com, get some delicious, healthy, and nutritious built bars that you're going to love. Use promo code locked on 15 and get 15% off your order at built.com. Uh, that was the problem for the Rays. I don't think they had enough uh, built bars in the dugout to uh, get the offense moving and mowing there. But um, so I think that, uh, the clubby for next year better have like a lifetime supply in the dugout going forward. Need that protein yes. to get power. Um, Charles McGregor, uh, I don't know if we've ever heard from him, at least, uh, from an email standpoint, uh, he's got a point, uh, going to play devil's advocate about the Rays offense. He says, Hey, all, uh, Rays fan down here in Texas. I thoroughly enjoy your podcast. I do want to play devil's advocate about how bad this offense is. It does need to get better, but I don't think it's as bad as we saw this season or in the postseason. What we saw in the postseason is on the coaches. They treated the last two weeks of the season like it was spring training and seemed resigned to matching up with the Guardians. The lack of urgency and consistent at-bats from your core guys in a run-up to a best-of-three game series is not the recipe for staying sharp. So much for the tanking for Tito approach. I also think this offensive core will be better than last season. We'll have a hopefully healthy Margot, Lau, and Franco core in the middle of the lineup all season. And we haven't seen the ceiling for some of the younger talent that will hopefully keep developing, like Siri, Franco again, Paredes, and so on. With that said, my question is, do you think this team will be a contender 
with a depth approach over a spend big on one bat approach. The main issue seems to be that their hitting is thin. So when one of the core middle guys goes down, they don't have a next guy up type of person. If that is the case, maybe a series of Paredes style under the radar acquisitions may be the way to go instead of putting all your chips in one or two big bats that may end up underperforming or getting injured. What do you think? Well, Charles, thank you for your email first. Um, hope Texas is doing well. Hmm. Charles, I'll tell you this. If the race get two quote unquote big bats, I think that's hedging your bets. I think that's okay because the core of the group, if they all come back, which they should, that should, that should be a deep lineup. If you, if you add two more names to this, to proven right. guys, just because we said it, I think this week we said Brandley and Abreu. If you get a Brandley and Abreu, this whole lineup is just so much deeper than it has that. I mean, that would be tremendous. You add those two guys to Yandi, Wander, Randy. I, I mean, n- now you're really talking. So if you get two guys, I think you're hedging your bet. Uh, hedging your bets, but I, I, again, I don't think Eric Neander sounded like that's what he's going to do or that's what their main goal is. I think if the price drops enough for all these guys, maybe then they can start playing, but they're not going to go out for, for, for these types of names right away. I don't think so. I mean, the, yeah. guys listen to read Topkins article on it and and then also look at the video it sounded more like yeah we're gonna do some moves and and those moves might be more like the Paredes move uh right. something that's under the radar and we hope that it's going to to you know reap the benefits but it's I didn't I didn't read a lot of like yep we're definitely going to be out there looking for the free agent names. I I didn't read the I, I didn't read that from Neander Kevin. Yeah, and look, I would go odds against uh, the Rays landing both Jose Abreu and Michael Brantley. I mean, if we're getting really cute about this, okay, Jose Abreu and Jock Peterson or Michael Brantley and AJ Pollock or something like that, but um and I don't even know if that's something that would happen. But I also think that the Rays are, you know, um, Charles makes a good point here. This was a very young roster and a lot of young guys, rookie level players got playing time, got their feet wet. And I think they are expecting uh, numerous strides and development to take place um, from Siri, from Franco, um, from, you know, I I don't think they've given up on uh, Josh Lowe yet. Like they want to give him, I think a full shake and a full yeah. crack at it as well. Um, so, but, but the other thing too, is that. Wait, before you move on. Yeah. Bruhan and Walsh in that list too. And because you cannot really honestly think that Walsh is just going to be this player, right? Like we expect growth from Taylor Walls, right? People like we are all expecting yeah. better things. I don't know how much though. I mean, he's not going to, I, again, I think his ceiling is 620 OPS. Did he even reach that this year, though, Kevin? Did he reach 620 OPS? I don't believe yeah, so. I don't believe so either. 
But 620 is not a high OPS. It's not, but I'm, what I'm saying is like he didn't even reach that. So like I'm, all I'm asking is like some improvement yeah. would be nice from everybody, including Taylor Walls. Yeah. Oh, and you, no, that's a good point is like some progression to the mean, if you will. Um, so, but the other consideration too, and maybe this is where the Rays will go out in the trade market instead of free agency to acquire a bat or two, because there is going to be the 40 man roster crunch. When you think about all the injured guys that'll be coming off the, uh, 60 day IL and all the, uh, minor leaguers that, uh, are going to have to be added to the 40 man. So there's going to be some, I would think prospect capital that they've really got to fine tune and figure out, okay, here are the handful of names we're rolling with these other guys. They're expendable in a sense, and we can package them to trade for, whatever we're looking for. Maybe we're looking to trade for, like I said the other day, uh, Anthony Santander or Reese Hoskins or Randall Greedchuk or, I don't know, Luke Voigt, Marcelo Zuna. You know, pick a name, just um, some sort of middle-of-the-order-esque uh, bat who's got uh, 20 to 28 home run potential. So, Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's one of the things that hasn't been talked about enough is that Rule 5 is so clogged because there yeah. was no – that draft did not happen due to the lockout. So it's, yes. the list is over 30 names, I think. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty lengthy. It's pretty exactly. lengthy, people. So you're, you're going to see a lot of, of, of moving parts uh, on that one. I wanted to just check real quick. What did you say that, you, that uh, Taylor Walsh's ceiling OPS would be? I think his ceiling OPS is 620. Okay, do you want to just a quick OPS trivia for Taylor Walls 2022? What do you what do you think it was? Probably 560. 560. You are not far off except you. You gave him seven more points, 553. So, my point is <laughs> if yeah. we expect good things from Taylor Walls, 620 OPS, bro, I'll take it right now cuz <laughs> yeah. 553 did not play. And I don't know if we're going to expect good things from Taylor Walls. I think we might expect better things from Taylor Walls. I would I would be okay with better things yeah. from Taylor Walls too. Um, yeah, and great point about the rule. Offensively yeah. speaking. Yes, yes. Uh, the Rule 5 draft, I mean, if there was a Rule 5 draft, Oscar Gonzalez may not have been on the Cleveland Indians because he, he wasn't protected. So yeah. um, that's something else good to catch. consider with that. So, all right, uh, great questions there. We have a, another mailbag coming up in the meantime, thank you for making the Locked on Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.